Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so Today, I would like to share the Word of God with you. I would like to continue to talk about the key that we can open heaven, how we can connect to what is going on in heaven. How can we open the door of heaven that the Lord will put His hand upon our life, upon our church, upon our family, and He will perform miracles, signs and wonders, He will give us provision and grace. We want God to connect with us. We want to connect to heaven. In this teaching series, we have learned that there are many keys mentioned in the Bible how to open the floodgate of heaven. And the key that we learned in the past, number one, to worship the Lord. Praise and worship brings the presence of God into our life. And open heaven to connect to us. Number two, getting involved in the business of God. And God is in the business of blessing. He loves to bless His children. He is the God of the blessing. So we should get involved in His business. We should be the blessing to the nations, the blessing to our neighbors. We should not be involved in cursing and killing people, gossiping about people, and giving people a hard time and causing damage to people. We, everywhere we go, we should be the blessing to build other people up, to help people, to love people. We get involved in the business of blessing of God. Number three, we learn that in order to open the door of heaven, we need to really seek God's face wholeheartedly. We should Dedicate our life to God. Seek His face fully. Always seek the face of God. Number four, we learn that another key to open heaven is to love. Love will open heaven. You remember the Bible said in John chapter 14, when we love Jesus, we obey His command. And He will love us back. More special love. I'm talking about special love. And then He and the Father will be with us, will come into our life. The presence of God will be on our life because we walk in love. We love God with all our heart and we love our neighbors as ourselves. Walk in love. A few weeks ago, I talked about another key. And I would like to continue to expound or to teach more about that key. That key is Prayer. Prayer really moves the hand of God. I will continue to talk about this for a while. How to pray effectively. Or what are the important principles to pray effectively and to really open heaven through our prayer. So let us pray together and ask God to teach us. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us your word. We believe the Holy Spirit is our teacher and he will show us 
the truth, your ways, your will. We want to listen to you, Lord, and we want to be effective prayer warriors. We want to connect to heaven by our prayer life. Thank you, Father, for teaching us in this sermon, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. I would like to help all of you to really believe that you can receive the grace and the help and the miracle of God when you present your request to Him according to His will. I pray that you can pray by faith. I encourage you that God will hear your prayer. There is something about believing God. When you believe God, when you pray to God by faith, your faith will cause God to pass over a million people to get to you first. There are billions of people in the world, but when you pray by faith, He will say, Oh, I have to take care of that situation before other people because that man and that woman pray by faith. When you believe that you receive what you pray for, you don't have to pray all night long. You may have only short prayer. You don't have to have a long prayer for hours and hours. God can hear you. And after you pray by faith, and after you pray in the right way, in the biblical way, you can go to bed and sleep peacefully all night, knowing that God has heard you and will answer your prayer in His timing. You can rest in the Lord. It is wonderful to be able to put your head on a pillow every night, and that pillow is called the promises of God. You can rest on the promise of God all night, sleep like a baby, and you can rest. You don't have to have high blood pressure, worry, or you take high blood pressure medicine or anxiety medicine, anti-anxiety medicine like Solove or Valium. Everything around you and me might be in turmoil. But in the midst of this turmoil, we can have peace. We can sleep well. We can rest and smile. And we can have good health. Because worry and anxiety will make us sick and grow older fast. So let's look at some principle of how to pray effectively. The key to connect to heaven. This is part of the teaching. Please come back to listen to other teachings of how to pray effectively. So let's look at the first one in John chapter 16, verses 23 to 24. And in that day, you will ask me, me and me and Jesus, nothing. Most actually, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive, that your joy may be full. The Lord Jesus Christ gave us very important principle here. 
I know that everything that Jesus said in the Bible, in the four gospel, are not just something that he tried to waste our time, waste his time, and just produce some voice in the air to kill people's time. No, every single sentence he spoke and recorded in the Bible is so important to us. When Jesus spoke these words in John chapter 16 here, he was here on earth at that time. That was more than 2,000 years ago. But in fact, he was talking about our day, today, in which we live. He was talking to us in our generation as well. When he was speaking these verses, 23-24, he had not gone to the Calvary. He had not died and been buried. He had not risen from the dead. At that time, the disciples always came to him as the helper, as the master, and said, Jesus, could you heal me? Jesus, could you do this miracle for us? Jesus, could you stop the wind and the storm for us? Could you please raise the dead up? They directly came to Jesus. But Jesus told his disciples that after he was raised from the dead and went back to heaven, people were to pray to the Father. I see the picture this way. When I relate to the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Father is like a boss, the owner of a company, the one who can write check, signature on the check, and give approval for this and that. He is the one who has the final authority to give approval, and he can sign the check for us. <laughs> this is how I see. Or the father is like me in my home before my children can get anything from this home, Lao Haprasit home. Everyone has to get permission from me first because I'm the one who has gone out to make money and get a paycheck. Even my wife needs to come to me and say, Honey, can we do this? So I have the final authority to say yes and no. The same thing, the Father in heaven has a final authority. Who is Jesus? Jesus is God too, but he is a God who represents God the Father, to minister to us. And he is also representing man to talk to the Father for us. So he represents both sides. He is like a channel between we, human being, and God. And because of his death on the cross, he opened the door for us to be able to have fellowship with the Father again. Because of his death and sacrifice, we have the right to become children of God, sons and daughters of God. And we have the right to pray or to ask the Father. Before I became a Christian, I was not a child of God. I did not have the right to talk to the Father. But after I was born again, I gave my life to Jesus and repent of my sin. I have the right to talk to my daddy, my Abba Father, my Papa in heaven, my Otosan in heaven. But Jesus is that channel that I can talk through him in Jesus' name. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit take the action. When the Father says, yes, healed that person, the Holy Spirit took action, healed that person. When I pray to God, give me a job, 
in America. When the father say yes, go ahead, I give to you. I have authority to give to you. The Holy Spirit move on the earth to work in the heart of my boss at University of Washington to have mercy on me, a Thai man who spoke with thick accent when I first came. The Holy Spirit work in his heart to look at my eyes and say, "Okay, oh, la, I'm gonna give you a job." The Holy Spirit is the one who make the will of the Father happen on earth in actions. Therefore, when we pray, we need to go to the right source, to the right place, the place of authority who say yes or no, and that place is the throne of grace. Where the Father is seated right now, prayer should be addressed to the Father in the name of Jesus. This is Jesus' instruction. Jesus was not talking about fellowshipping with Him or fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit in prayer, but He was talking about asking God to meet our needs. Do I talk to Jesus? Yes. I talk to Jesus, Lord Jesus. I love you so much. That's why I'm willing to be a pastor of your church. That's why I'm willing to sit on the airplane, fly to Thailand for 20 hours back and forth, losing sleep, jet lag. I'm willing to pray for thousands of people by my hand, lay hand, lay hand, lay hand, walking around in the meeting room. For hours and hours, about three to four hours, to pray for three thousand people, and I say to Jesus, "I love you. I love you. That's why I'm willing to do this for you." Do I talk to the Holy Spirit? Yes. When I pray for the sick, I talk to the Holy Spirit. After I ask the Father in the name of Jesus, then I connect to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, guide me what to pray, what to say. Give me power so I can fellowship, and you can fellowship with the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. You say you love him. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for dying for me. You can talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I depend on your power. I depend on your wisdom. I depend on your guidance. But when you ask, you go to the Father in heaven and talk to Him. And when you pray like that, the Lord say in the Bible that you will receive. You will receive from the Father what you ask for. And what happened after that? The Bible say, "Then your joy may be full." Oh, sometimes my joy come with tears. Our joy certainly cannot be full if we are out of work and become unemployed and have no money to spend. Our joy cannot be full if our children are hungry and backsliding. Our joy cannot be full if our bodies are sick. And there are problems in our marriage. The key to receiving the joy of the Lord is to ask the Father in the name of Yeshua Hamashiach, the name of Jesus Christ. When you ask, and God answer, maybe answer tonight, tomorrow, or three months from now, your joy will be full. I read and I listen to a lot of testimony. Around the world, our brother and sister in Germany or in Europe, in Thailand, in America, when they send a testimony to me and I read and I listen on the YouTube, 
Oh, I was I was so full of joy to see that God answered that prayer. God provide for them. God healed them. God get their mom out of the hospital instead of dying. God healed their mom or their dad. Oh, God give them supernatural provision. Ah, I love it. I love to listen to all this testimony. When I and Pastor Da came to America, the first six months, we did not have any salary. We worked for the University of Washington for free of charge, zero salary. Have you ever seen this picture? Zero. It's not fun. But we pray and ask the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. God performed miracles. One neurosurgeon disappeared from the system. Therefore, the position opened up at the veteran hospital. My boss sent me there, and the second boss at veteran hospital called my big boss, the top boss. Hey, professor, chairman, you cannot use this guy from Thailand for free. You should give him some salary. My top boss said, "You are right. Okay, from this month on, he will receive salary." Ha ha ha! I and Pastor Da smile and have joy that God answer our prayer to move the heart of the second boss to talk to the top boss to give a salary. You see, when you pray in the name of Jesus, when you call to Him and ask Him. In the name of Jesus, He can move His mighty hand. He will perform miracles for you. Heaven will be open over you, and He will stretch His hand down into the earth and move things by the Holy Spirit to provide, to heal, to protect, to deliver, to perform miracles, to give you a breakthrough, and to lead you to the right place to meet the right people at the right time, and to say the right thing. He will help you when you pray. So please continue to pray. Keep praying. Don't stop. Before surgery, any surgery, I pray, Father in heaven, guide my hand today. This surgery is going to be successful. Anything I do, I talk to the Father and ask the Father to help me. Everything. I don't try to use my own strength. I don't try to use my own ability to do anything. I just, Father, help me. Father, tell me what to do. Father. Guide me, in the name of Jesus. Father, work in the heart of this patient, that he will like me, so that he will choose me to be his surgeon. Father, move in the heart of that doctor, so that he can show mercy to me. One time, a hospital did not allow me to use the equipment that I wanted to use. I love that equipment. It's a little bit more expensive, but who cares? The Well-being of my patient is more important than money, but that hospital shut it down. Say you cannot use this equipment because it's too expensive. We will not allow you to use. And I was thinking, I'm a grandfather in here. I worked for this hospital for who? Oh, how many years? Since 1993, 25 years. I should have the right to use my equipment. And then I pray because both hospital would not allow me to use. They try to save money. Then I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I gonna be able to use this equipment for my patient because it's the best equipment, even though it was expensive. Ha ha ha! God move His mighty hand. One hospital opened up to me and say, "Okay, I allow you to use it." Praise God! You see, if I don't pray, I don't get. 
you don't get anything because you don't pray enough. <laughs> you need to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Another principle, Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, again, this is from the mouth of Jesus. I love to read and to hear what Jesus said because every single sentence is so powerful, so good, and it's a principle for me to live a victorious life on earth here. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine say, "For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. What is the hand to reach out to God to receive anything that we need from God? What is the hand?" The hand to receive from God is faith. We need to have faith. We need to build our faith to receive from God. We receive salvation through faith by His grace. I don't deserve to be loved by God and to be helped by Jesus, but by His mercy and His grace, He died for me. And out of His death, He laid down His life for me. He offered to me every form of salvation, healing, deliverance, prosperity, protection, new job, promotion, anything, wisdom, any good thing for my life come through Jesus, and I receive it by faith, even though I haven't seen it yet, but I know. Already, it's been done by Jesus Christ, and it has been offered to me by the Lord, and I put my hand out by faith and receive from Him. I believe He's going to give to me. This is not from yourself; it is the gift of God. So your prayer get answered because of God's mercy and God's grace, and the answer is a gift from God. Don't boast about yourself, not by works, so that no one can boast. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven say, "For we walked by faith, not by sight." All these scriptures show us that when we pray, it's so important that we need to follow the principle of faith. We don't go by what we see, we don't go by what we feel, we don't go by the medical reports or the fact, even scientific fact. I'm not against scientific fact. We should know science. Even people say this and that, and all the evidences. We don't go by only what we see, but we go by what God says, what God promises us to do. And God listens to the prayer of faith. He said that if you have some desires, you want to have something. You have need in your heart. You have this, that desire in your heart, and you believe that you receive them already after you present your request to God. You're gonna have it eventually. We must believe first. The problem of human being, our human nature, is this: we want to receive first, and then we will believe. But that is not the way. In the Bible, it is the other way around. The believing part comes first. 
We should not keep praying in unbelief. I learned this principle when I pray for myself, or pray for my family, pray for church members or my patients. I pray for people who I don't know that they send prayer requests to New Hope. I always pray by faith that God, it shall happen. It's happening already. You answer my prayer. It's done deal. I see it. It's that person gonna get out from the hospital bed. I see it that that skin lesion gonna be gone. I see that this miracle shall happen. I believe I receive already. If we believe we have received, what we should do next? We should be thanking God for it, even before it would be made manifest. So I always end my prayer with, "Thank you, Lord. It's done. Deal. It's done." Even though I have not seen the outcome, I share with you so many times that the enemy attacked me with severe skin disease, skin eczema. Actually, I have skin problem, eczema, since I was a young boy. This curse is in my family. My mom has it. My dad has it. So, as Little boy, I have eczema on my body, here and there, itching, skin breaking down. And about five to six years ago, I went to a mission in Japan. I woke up one morning. I think I was in the territory of the devil, trying to bring the gospel to the land of Japan, and the devil attacked me. This is a reason why I really recommend you. Stay under the covering of the church. Make sure that you don't challenge Satan. Make sure that you walk in holiness, so that you will be protected. And I got severe, very bad skin lesions to the point that when I performed surgery, I cried because my hand hurt so much. And I pray by faith every morning in the name of Jesus, I was healed. I keep saying that and thank God every morning. And suddenly one day. Boom, gone. Not just that severe skin disease was gone, but all the trace of the eczema in my elbow, my neck, my back. I had had it since I was a young boy. All gone. Now I have nothing, no more eczema on my body. We are to believe in our heart that we receive what we are praying for, even though we don't see the answer with our physical eyes yet. No matter what the need may be, material needs, spiritual needs, healing, or financial needs, this is the way we receive from God. We pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, and we believe we received, and we thank God for what we receive already, even though we have not seen it. With this kind of Attitude with this kind of mentality, biblical mentality, we should not give up when our prayers are not answered immediately. If we give up and we say, "Oh, forget about this," it's not going to happen. It means that we never believe God in the first place. Keep staying in faith, stand in faith, and keep believing that it's done deal. I got it already. I have not seen it yet, but that's okay. It's already been done. 
Jesus has paid the price for me. God the Father has heard my prayer, and He already moved His mighty hand behind the scene. His promise have no expiration date. He is doing something behind the scene that I don't see yet, but it's gonna come to manifestation in the physical realm in the near future. I know it's done. God is working behind the scene. At one time, the apostle Paul was arrested and he was put in the ships and he moved to another ship, and that ship was going to Rome, Italy, so that he would present his case. To the Caesar, and he warned all the people, the soldiers and the uh, captain, all the people that we should not take off from here because we're going to get into big trouble. This happened in Acts chapter twenty-seven because the Holy Spirit told him something bad going to happen, and then the storm start to attack that ship. One night. The angel appeared to him and said, "Paul, don't worry. God will allow you to stand before Caesar. You would would not die in this storm, and not only that, because of you, the whole crew, including prisoners, captain, and the crew of the ship and the soldier, everybody would be saved. Wow! Shipwreck in the ocean, and no one die. That is a miracle." But God promised Paul, because of you, I'm gonna save the whole ship. And look at what Paul say in Acts chapter 27, verse 25. He said this before shipwreck happened. But anyway, if you read the Bible in Acts chapter 27, everybody was saved in that trip. No one died. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe. Everyone say, I believe. God, that it will be just as it was told me, in the midst of the storms situation, stormy attack from the enemy. Paul addressed his belief in God's promise and God's help, even though the ship was in danger of sinking into the ocean. He said, "Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe." God, that it will be just as it was told me. God speak to you two ways, for sure. Number one, He speak to you through the Bible. There are promises of God in the Bible, and the promises of God are yes and amen. You need to speak like Paul. Take heart, honey. Take heart, kids. Take heart, pastor. Take heart, church members. It would happen as what the Bible say. It shall happen. He shall provide all of your needs according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Your business would do well. He will heal you. He promised by the stripe of Jesus Christ, you were not are. It's a past tense. You were healed. God. Has promises in the Bible. I start to produce video clip reading promises of God. I just recorded yesterday one clip, and I read the promises of God and pray according to the promise of God for people who come and listen to these clips 
So I hope that you follow these clips, and if you have anything that you want to pray for your situation, like pray for healing, pray for provision, pray for your children. We're gonna start producing these kind of clips to pray for your family, pray for your children, for your parenting work, pray for your job, pray for your protection, for your ministry. I'm gonna keep producing. Yesterday I recorded the second one. When we face a storm in life, we too can stand by faith in the promise of God and announce and declare that we believe in His promise, and He's gonna do what He says in the Bible. Another way that God speaks to us is by the Holy Spirit. In this situation, in Acts chapter 27, it's specifically about the storm and about the shipwreck and about death in the sea. The angel was sent to Paul to say, "No one gonna die," and God kept His promise. He fulfilled His promise. I remember one time, I had a hard time selling a home. I was already. Moving to another home, so I have two mortgages, and the economy went downhill at that time. Right after I moved to another home, and I was struggling selling the first home. I was standing in the kitchen one day, and suddenly the Holy Spirit came on me and spoke to me, "Son." You're gonna sell that home by my help in six weeks, and don't worry, it will be gone. Suddenly, I say right away, God, I believe in all my heart that home will be sold in six weeks, no matter what happened to the economy. I declare by faith, and I hold on to that rema, the word from the Holy Spirit. I know it's for Holy Spirit for sure. God spoke to me. My brothers and sisters, thanks be to God. Six weeks later, I sighed, and I got the money to pay off another house. I sold that home and get some benefit out of it, some leftover from the mortgage. Praise God! God promised you something either by the Holy Spirit or by the Word. You really say like Apostle Paul say, "Amen." You say that. Therefore, take heart. My wife, my husband, my kids, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. <laughs> I like that one. Amen. So that is the second principle of prayer. Number one, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. Two, believe you have received. You believe God keeps His promises, and He would do it for you, and it happened already before you see it. You believe in the faithfulness of God. Next one. This one also comes from the mouth of the Lord Jesus again. Everyone say the words from Jesus. He never lies. Okay, Mark eleven twenty-five to twenty-six. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. 
This scripture talk about prayer again. You stand before God and you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. And Jesus gave us the key to get the prayer answer. That is to forgive, to love people, even your enemy, people who hurt you, people who cheated you, people who talk bad about you, gossip about you, slander about you. Before we expect an answer from God to our prayers, we should forgive anybody who may have wronged us. We should not hold a grudge or keep an unforgiving spirit if we want our prayers to reach God's throne of grace. Prayer will not work in an unforgiving heart. We should not keep hatred. And revenge in our heart. We are not responsible for other people's decisions and behaviors. People may gossip about us, cheat us, borrow money from us, and they don't return, or they take advantage of us. They betray us. They walk away from commitment, even though we did not do anything wrong to them. We cannot force anybody to do anything. It's their own choice. People may talk bad about us and make us lose reputation. So many people walk away from us. My brother and sister, as long as we live in this lost and sinful world, nobody, including you and me, can avoid unfair treatments and situations, and the evil and wicked action of other people who try to destroy our life. No matter how good you are, how godly you are, how much you love Jesus, and how anointed you are, and how many Bible verses you know and you remember and memorize, you and I gonna face very undesirable, unfair treatments from people around us. Some of you may be hurt by your ex-husband. He walked away from you. He got a new woman. Some of you may be hurt by your friends who betrayed you and cheated you. We all gonna face these undesirable disappointments. But one thing you need to know: no matter what other people have done to you, no matter what happened to you, you are responsible only for your own decision and your own heart. Remember this: what other people do, they are responsible for themselves, and God is fair. God is just; He's gonna take care of that. The revenge is His. The battle is His, not yours. You don't have to take revenge. You don't need to fight. Let God fight the battle for you. But you make sure you keep your heart right. You love your enemy. You forgive. What is in another person's heart cannot hinder our prayer. But what we have in our heart against another person or a group of people can hinder our prayer life. We must watch our inner man with all diligence. We cannot afford to allow a root of bitterness, a little, even a little bit, a little bit of envy, or a spark of revenge to get into our heart. It will wreck our spiritual life. 
it will hinder our prayer, and it will really hinder our faith, and eventually shipwrecked us. The Lord Jesus command us to love one another and to forgive each other. Jesus said, "A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another." My brother and sister, God talked to me so many times in my Christian walk. God said to me this way. He said, "Son, it's so important. You need to build your faith. You need to walk by faith like Abraham." Two, he said to me, "Walk in love. You learn to grow in love. Love people. Love God. Love even people who don't like you and talk bad about you. Love them. Love everybody. Walking in love." Is a sign of being a real Christian, walking by faith, love, and number three. God spoke to me three things. He said, "Righteousness. You need to live a righteous life. Don't corrupt. Don't cheat anybody. Don't do anything wrong. Live a righteous life. Love is important. God answer your prayer because you love. You forgive." Luke six thirty seven say, "Judge not, and you shall not be judged." Wow! Sometimes people become a Christian for a long time. They know all the Bible. They've been in a church for one hundred years. They have a special seat for them in the church. They have a title in the church. I am so and so. I have position in this church. And after a while, they forget about faith. They forget about righteousness. They forget about love. And they begin to judge the pastor, judge other people around, judging, judging, condemning, and getting mad at people. My brother and sister, stay like a little kids before God all the days of your life. That position is not important. You sit in the church. That special seat you sit every Sunday is not important. What important is faith, love, and righteousness. Your relationship with God, pleasing the Lord. Condemn not, and you shall not be. Condemn, forgive, and you will be forgiven. Colossians chapter three verse thirteen, bearing with one another. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> Pastor Da has to bear with me a lot because I'm not a perfect husband. I make so many mistakes. I say wrong thing. You need to bear with your spouse in the church. If we are are all perfect and never make mistakes. We don't need the church, and we don't need Jesus. Is that right? We need to go to church because we are not perfect. We still need God. We still need forgiveness. We still need the Bible. We still need the Holy Spirit. So when you join the local church, the Bible say, "Bear with one another." I believe that the church members at New Hope have to bear with me a lot, my weaknesses, my shortcomings. We need to bear with one another. No one is perfect. We have all different ideas, different ways of doing things. Some people like to eat spicy food. I cannot eat spicy food. I could not stand it. 
So I have to bear with people who bring food and all spicy, and I look, ah, oh, they don't know that I cannot eat spicy food. You see, we need to bear with one another. Just love, just appreciate people, love people, and forgiving one another. Why we have to forgive one another all the time? Seventy times seven, because we all make mistake. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you. So you also must do. We must forgive. We must love. If you want your prayer to be answered, forgive everybody. Love everybody. Okay, we learned three principles today. I'm gonna come back next time to teach you more principle of how to open the floodgate of heaven, move the mighty hand of God, and He will. Just pass by millions of people to you and say, "Okay, I get it for you. I do it for you." Number one, pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. The boss up there, the heavenly Father, who say yes or no, and when he say yes, it shall happen. How you make him to say yes? Number two, faith. Believe that is done, according. To what he says in the Bible, the promises of God are yes and amen. Three, check your heart every day. Make sure you have the right heart, the heart of love, love and forgive everybody. You show your forgiveness and your love in action. Sometimes you even buy, go get to go food from a Thai restaurant in Seattle area, or in. Woodenville or in North Seattle, and bring food to that person and say, "I loved you." You don't have to say, "I forgive you." You just say, "I loved you," <laughs> because if you say, "I forgive you," they will feel, "Oh, what what wrong I'm doing?" You just love them. Amen. Don't make anybody feel guilty, condemn anybody. Just love and pray. The Lord told me this way, son. Just bring your request to me. If this person offend you, if this situation happen that. Are not desirable and very painful to you. Okay, don't worry. Bring it to me. I take care. You don't have to take care of it yourself. You just depend on the wisdom of God, what to do, what to say. But you are not the one who take care of the problem. Present your request to the Lord, and the Lord will take care of the problem for you. Pray in the name of Jesus to the Father. Pray by faith. Believe you received, even though you haven't seen it yet. Three, forgive. Please come back to listen to the next session. I will continue little by little how to pray effectively, how to connect to the throne room of heaven, and the Almighty God shall move His mighty hand for you and me, because we know the biblical principles of how to pray. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us all these three principles today. We believe you will do what you say according to the Bible. You say that when we pray to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, we shall receive, and our joy will be complete and overflowing. We believe, Father, when we have faith in you, and we know that you. Fulfill your promise. You make your promises 
to be manifested in the physical world for us. We believe we received; it shall come to pass. And we want to thank you, Lord, that you answer our prayer already, even though we haven't seen it. And we promise you, Lord, that we're gonna forgive everybody who has wronged us, hurt us, cheated us, or done something that caused undesirable situation in our life, either knowingly or unknowingly. Lord, we let them go. We forgive them. All of us right now, spend a short period of time now to. Forgive everybody in your life. Let go. Let them go. Don't hold grudges. Don't even think about they have to do something good to you. Let them go. The Lord is the one who will pay you back. The Lord is the one who will really give you restoration. He is the Almighty God. That person might be your dad, your mom, your husband, your wife. Your children, your church friends, your boss, your employees, your team members who used to work in the same ministry. Oh, Father, we let them go. We forgive them. We love them, Father. Help us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit to clean our heart, that we have the right heart. The heart of faith, the heart of love, and the heart of righteousness, so that we can please you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I believe God spoke to you, and if you don't know Jesus Christ, I would like to invite you to become a son or a daughter of God. God is real. I myself love nature. I really love nature. I love to see the snow-capped mountain. I love to see trees, birds, fish in the ocean. I really love to look at flowers. Oh, I love nature. That's why when I and Pastor Dal go to vacation, we love to go to the place with a lot of nature thing. We don't care much about building. Uh, we love nature. And when you look at those things in the nature—fish, animals, trees, birds, mountains, sky, the stars, the moon—actually, a few days ago on Thursday, I was standing in my office and look outside the window, and look at all kinds of trees out there, and I was thinking in my heart, there must be God. I don't even know how this tree grow up, how the leaves and the branches work. I mean, I know from scientific point of view, but who make all this happen that the tree can continue to survive and to feed itself with water and all the chemical, the ingredient on the ground? There must be a designer that is God. I would like to encourage you. To believe in this Creator, who created you, pray with me. Repent of your sin, Father. You are my Creator. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, 
and Jacob, the God who was recorded about in the Bible. You sent your Son Jesus Christ to die for me, to pay the price of sin for me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my life. Sit on the throne of my life. I will follow you, serve you, and build relationship with you. Thank you, Lord, for loving me first. I'm a born again Christian now. By your grace, I come to you through faith. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Congratulations. Let me pray for all of you. I'm gonna stand in faith. For you, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that salvation will come to their household. Their children shall be saved. Your provision will come to them. No one will be elect. If they have debt, the debt will be paid off. Lord, give them financial blessing, just like you did to Abraham. You promise in the Bible, Lord, when we obey your commandments, your statutes, and your decrees, you shall take away the sickness from our body that you put on the Egyptians. Father, we are people of faith. We obey you, Lord. That's why we come to worship you on Sunday like this. We believe the sickness will be taken away by your hand, by the stripe of Jesus Christ. We declare and believe, Lord, to move your mighty hand to give supernatural breakthrough to my brother and sister. You give victory. You give them promotion. You give them good breaks, miracles. You make them the head, not the tail, and they shall be the blessing to the nations. May the fire of God fill their life. The anointing will increase in their life. You shall give them the wisdom. How to raise family, how to minister to their spouse, how to raise their children, how to run the business, how to work in the office, and to go to school, finish the school. Bless them indeed, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. We believe, we receive, we thank you, Lord, for your answer. Amen and amen. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless all of you, and I hope to see you in the care group or the prayer meeting and next Sunday. God bless you. Thank you so much. I'm Pastor. That I loved you so much, and we pray for you on a regular basis that the will of God will be done in your life. You will grow spiritually, become mature, and heaven is open over your life in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty.
so thirsty.